you can use this for anything and everything under the sun. It's just so powerful. It gives you so much power back into your life. It is not toxic positivity. It's just awareness. It's being aware. It's calling yourself out and taking accountability for your own life. It's you showing up for your life. Mindfulness is the key to give you your life back and all of your power back. Hey, I'm Chelsea. I'm a professional mentor and coach, and I believe that your biggest goals and your wildest dreams can come true through small and simple changes. Follow along and let me show you how you can grow by degree. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Grow by Degree podcast. If you are listening regularly and you haven't followed me on Instagram, I am posting a lot more regularly there. And if you like the podcast, you're going to love it there. So please come join me on Instagram and and, uh, enjoy all the goodness there. Today, I want to address a concern that I'm often faced with when it comes to thought work, cognitive behavioral theory, mindfulness, And that is, Chelsea, are we just trying to be positive and not allowing for a negative emotion or negative experiences? And I just, I really want to address this because no, (laughs) the answer is no. The answer is the negative portion of our experience in the world is honestly just as crucial and important as the positive, the positive forces in our lives. So let's say something's happening in your life and you're feeling a lot of negative emotions. Well, we know that our emotions, the way that we feel, that's generated by our thoughts. So something happens and it triggers you to think a certain thing and that thought makes you feel something. And how you feel drives what you do and your results, okay? So let's say you haven't even really explored your thought yet. You just know that you feel like crap. Like let's say somebody said something about you or maybe you heard there was gossip about you or something just happened that just made you feel emotional pain, a negative feeling. Okay, so the thing is, is like, Once we think the thought and feel the feeling, we actually need to feel that feeling. So let's say somebody was talking bad about you and you found out, oh man, you think the thought, something along the lines of this person portrayed me in an awful way. They violated my trust. Let's say that's your thought. This person violated my trust. This is a person I can't trust anymore. Okay, when you think that thought, how do you feel? Um, You might feel some loss, some hurt, like offense, but real deep down, probably loss that you don't have that relationship. I mean, you might be feeling a little bit of embarrassment and stuff like that, but 
ultimately probably that deep thought with the thought of this person I can't trust anymore. You feel like a loss of a relationship. Okay. So when you think the thought and you feel that feeling, you can't just like erase it. You actually just have to feel that feeling. Like you have to feel loss. You have to feel that pain. Now, sometimes we avoid feeling that pain, like with anger. Like we start to get angry, shame, blame, hurt. Like hurt people hurt people, right? We start to hurt others. We we gossip about that person, right? We tend to do a lot of things to avoid feeling that underneath deep feeling of what, I mean, in this example, is loss, right? Okay. The truth is, when we focus on thought work, we get you down to that level of, that level of feeling, that really, really deep feeling, which is loss. And we teach you how to feel it. Like, I want you to feel it. I want you to feel that loss. Not avoid it, not hide it, not cover it up. I want you to like imagine what it feels like in your body. I want you to feel it through your head, from your head to your toes. I want you to feel if it's hot, if it's cold. How does that feel for you? I want you to process that emotion. Okay. So you've held space for this feeling of loss. That's actually a healthy thing. It's really healthy for you to feel that negative emotion, like allow your body to feel it, embrace it, and accept it being there. When I feel my feelings, I'm a visual person, so I like to imagine that feeling. For me, that's really hard for me to feel is rejection. I hate feeling rejected. (laughs) So when I tend to resist it (laughs) and lean more towards anger, shame, blame, but when, at the root of it, when I have to feel rejection, it feels like a hole in my heart. Like it just feels like a hole in my heart. And it's thick and it's heavy and it's icky, right? It just feels sickening. So I imagine rejection as like a person because I have to visualize it, right? And I visualize them coming to my house like an unwanted house guest and sitting on my couch, and I need to sit and talk with rejection. (laughs) And I don't know if you've ever been around a person that you feel uncomfortable with, or you don't want to be around, right? And you have to be around them. Like, that feels so uncomfortable. But after a while, (laughs) it becomes, like, more accepting, right? Like, after a while, you can start to tolerate that feeling. At least for me. So for me, I visualize rejection embodied in a person coming to my house, sitting on my couch next to me. And I'm just breathing, adjusting, acclimating to feeling rejection, to being with rejection. Okay. Rejection. Feel it. It feels like a hole in my heart. Feels thick. I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna breathe and I'm gonna feel it. I'm probably gonna cry. I'm probably crying, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm processing the feeling of rejection. I'm feeling it. I'm I'm sitting with it. I'm allowing it to be here. I'm accepting it. Okay, this is what I mean by feeling your feelings. This is feeling a negative emotion. 
that actually was really healthy. That was really good for me to feel that. That is part of the human experience. I need that part of the human experience. When it gets to be unhealthy is when we loop in it. When we avoid it and we loop in it. We sit and we spin and we rethink and we rethink and we rehash. If we're going back to the gossiping example, we rehash and we rehash what that person said and what we should have said and how that should have been. And like we feel like a whole slew of emotions and we come back to feeling lost and then we get angry and we get upset and we get mad and then we come back to feeling lost and then we get so mad that we show up to that person and we yell at them and we treat them poorly. Um, that cycle, <laughs> that vicious, angry, icky cycle that just keeps fueling itself is toxic. <laughs> and really, a lot of times that cycle is actually the act of avoiding that feeling of loss. And when it comes up, we don't practice experiencing it. We don't practice feeling it. We don't, we avoid it and we circle around it. That is where it becomes a cycle, like a looping cycle of just a lot of negative emotion all the time. And it's really difficult to be your best self and live your best life if you're looping in loss and frustration and embarrassment and anger and you just keep looping in it. And you need a way out. So... If that was the case and you came to me and we were going to have a conversation where I was going to coach you through that emotion, I would actually drive you to feeling that loss and allowing it to be there before I ever would try to coach you to a place of positivity. (laughs) I would actually want you to sit with that difficult feeling first and actually feel it and process it Before we move to a more effective thought. Because really that looping is coming from an ineffective thought. It's it's coming from a thought that is un... It's not serving you. And eventually we will want to get to a place where we can reframe it into something more positive. Like, um, you know what? I'm not for everyone. (laughs) This person has their own opinion. And what they said may or may not be true, but I love me and I accept myself, right? We can work on building a more positive thought, but we don't want to do that if we haven't allowed ourselves to feel that negative emotion and process it and process it through. So oftentimes, Like I said, there's some resistance to this type of work of reframing our thoughts because there is a belief that we're not allowing ourselves to be negative. Um, It's like a toxic positivity approach. But that couldn't be further from the truth. It could not be further from the truth. When we focus on thought work, What we first want to drive every person to is greater awareness around themselves. Really, honestly, if you and I sat in a conversation and I was talking through some of your thoughts with you, I would try to get you to a place of awareness of what's really going on for you. I would, you might tell me a scenario like, hey, Kathy said this about me and Honestly, it just really ticked me off. 
when she said that, I just got so mad. Like, I cannot believe she said that. And I just feel so hurt, okay? My goal would be to get you to gain some awareness around your thoughts that are making you feel hurt. Because the truth is, is Kathy can't make you feel anything. Nobody can make you feel anything. You are the only driving factor of your emotions. By the way, this does not include like clinical depression and anxiety. I'm talking about the other stuff, the day-to-day, right? Not depression and anxiety that is, you know, diagnosed at a clinical level. Um, Just wanted to be clear about that. (laughs) So thoughts, thoughts, your thoughts are driving those results. And so if I was talking to you, I would help you gain some awareness around your thoughts. And this would be the best news for you because it gives you all of your power back. It gives you all of your power because Right now, you're giving your power to Kathy. You're letting Kathy, what Kathy's doing and saying, dictate how you feel about yourself and how you feel about Kathy and how you feel about the world, right? You're giving your power for your belief to Kathy. (laughs) And I want you to give it back to yourself because that thought portion of this model, that thought portion of mindfulness, that awareness that you can gain around your brain gives you all the power to change it if you want to. (laughs) You may decide that you still want to feel lost. You may decide that you don't want to change your thought, that you want to keep it. The goal isn't actually always to change your thought. It's just good to know that it is your thought, that you are generating that emotion, that you are causing your own problem with that. So you can approach it in a way where you have all the power. And you're not a victim of your circumstances. You actually have all the power. You don't have to be a victim because you know that your emotions are coming from your own thoughts. This is not toxic positivity. This is just... You gaining awareness of your thoughts, gaining awareness around your influence on your own mind. When you gain awareness, it allows you to be more intentional about what you're thinking. I love to use the example of body love. As a person who has hated my body from day one, I remember all the way back to kindergarten comparing my body to the other girls around me. And hating my body (laughs) in kindergarten when I was five years old, always struggled with my thoughts about my body. Now, here I am 30 and I've had two babies. I'm at a heavier weight than I've ever been. And I've never loved my body more. It isn't the size of my body at all. It's actually just my thoughts about my body and me gaining awareness that I actually didn't have to hate my body. I actually didn't have to feel that way. I actually could just decide to feel differently was the most powerful thing for you. I cannot tell you how much time I've spent fussing about my body (laughs) and being very concerned about the way that I looked. And, uh, and how much time I have now in my brain to use it in a way that serves me better, 
to love others and love myself. And this is a change that happened very gradually. I did not wake up one day and decide to love my body. And in fact, I'm still in the process because sometimes I still wake up and I don't love my body as much as other days. It's a process and I'm working on, but I've loved my body more now than ever before. And that's because I've gained awareness and I've allowed myself to feel sadness and disappointment. And I've allowed myself to feel rejection from myself. And, and I've allowed it to be there. And I've learned how to thrive and sur- survive and thrive with, uh, with those thoughts being there. And then allowing myself to think differently. Training my brain to think and perceive things differently. To see the world in a different way. I changed the algorithm on my Instagram to have more body positivity. I did so much thought work to question and break down every thought about my body that seemed to hurt me. And the thing is, is once the thought enters, you have to feel that negative emotion. You have to process it. Once I think, oh, Chelsea, your stomach is just awful. I think, okay. Here it is. I had the thought. Here comes that rejection, that self-betrayal. Okay. I feel it. I feel it in my heart. It feels thick. It feels heavy. Okay. Here it is. I guess I'm going to be doing my day with a little bit of rejection. Okay. And then when it goes, I give myself some love. Like, you know what? I'm so proud of you, Chelsea, for feeling that today and allowing that to be there and you know it's kind of funny because like what is a stomach even supposed to look like anyway (laughs) like human stomachs all are different and um they're kind of weird looking and um it's it's actually ridiculous for me to think that it has to be a certain way and this is actually what a human stomach looks like because I'm a human And this is my stomach and I've had two kids. So of course it's going to look a little different. And, uh, and that's actually totally normal. And I'm okay with that. And actually I'm kind of proud of myself for giving birth to two humans and facing that challenge and and doing it. And, And that's, that's the best thing ever, right? Like that reframing of my thoughts And breaking down my painful thought into something that I can now see in a different light that becomes less believable and more ridiculous (laughs) allows me to invite new thoughts that now my brain automatically thinks of when I see my stomach, by the way. Like, oh my gosh, is that so weird? My kids used to like live in there. That is so weird. <laughs> and uh, and honestly, just reconditioning, retraining my brain to think differently. You can use this for anything and everything under the sun. It's just so powerful. It gives you so much power back into your life. It is not toxic positivity. It's just awareness. It's being aware 
It's calling yourself out and taking accountability for your own life. It's you showing up for your life. Mindfulness is the key to give you your life back and all of your power back. Because since I've introduced these tools, since adopting these tools and applying them in my life, because I haven't always had them, I would say it's been, oh boy, like two and a half years almost. Okay. The two and last two and a half years. I have gained so much more control over my life. I feel like I am in the driver's seat because I trust myself that even if something that totally sucks happens, I have the tools that I need to process the emotion, to feel it, to experience it, and also to reframe it in a healthy way that allows me to show up exactly how I want to. And that is so powerful, my friends. That is so powerful. Um, So powerful. So, mindfulness is awareness, not toxic positivity. And being positive is good. (laughs) But that isn't the goal of mindfulness. The goal of mindfulness is gaining awareness and giving you your power and your control over your life. It's putting you in the driver's seat. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. I love you all and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the Grow by Degree podcast. Hit that follow button to get all the updates and recent episodes. And you can find me at the Grow by Degree podcast on Instagram. Have a good day.